Hey, Ryan. Thanks for joining the One Question podcast. Firstly, would you like to introduce yourself and give the fans a tip on how they can grow on their social media? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, my name's uh, my name's Ryan McGinn. Uh, I've been creating content for the internet in some way, shape, or form for almost ten years now. Um, I've been making my living solely through the internet for. I would say seven out of those 10, the first three, I kind of made money, but it was more or less just, I was fumbling around and, uh, living on, living at my parents' house and trying to figure things out as I went. But, uh, yeah, I've done everything from, I created a pretty sizable brand in the dating slash fashion niche. Um, I used to teach the guys how to dress better to get laid. Um, I then kind of pivoted away from that. Um, I'm 37 years old now and I'm engaged and I have a four-year-old daughter. So I didn't really want my legacy to be um, telling guys to wear skinny jeans to get laid. So I pivoted away from that into more entrepreneurial and business advice um, with a heavily um, focus on creating, you know, quickly creating good content for the internet. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I do a lot of consulting work for big brands and companies um, and people hire me to come in and help them craft 90, 180 full year content plans and then help them craft uh, their messaging to the world. Um, I'm not what I would consider a professional videographer, although I'm very good at it. Uh, I'm more or less get the job done kind of guy and I really produce content um, because of my direct response background that I know produces an ROI and gets companies the views and engagement they want because at the end of the day, all the platforms we see now um, rely heavily on watch time. And I like to say that I'm probably mm -hmm. one of the best in the world at that right now. So, um, and, and I hate to be narcissistic and say that, but I work with a lot of people and I'm behind the scenes on a lot of different data to uh, kind of back those facts up. So that's, uh, that's me. Hi. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But back on that, if you don't mind, would you say the family life changed the direction you didn't want to have that legacy of just helping guys get laid like from dressing better. Is that like the main oh, hundred, Um, hundred percent. I mean, a couple of things factored into that. Um, uh, timing just kind of came together. Um, I was at like a crossroads with my, um, business, a uh, YouTube. I, I've always been more on the controversial end of my content, even with what I do now. Um, like I just, kind of say what I feel um, and I'm not afraid to put that on camera and a lot of times that brings a lot of controversy um, so being that my YouTube channel was heavily focused on helping guys dress better to get laid um, YouTube they went through a phase where they basically banned my channel um, and what that meant was all my videos were demonetized um, I had over 500 oh videos all get demonetized basically overnight and it wasn't so much the AdSense that was the problem um, yes I did lose a couple thousand dollars a month in AdSense when that happened but it they stopped showing all my videos because there was no incentive for them to show them anymore so I lost all of my traffic um, and I was heavily monetizing off the platform, um, which if you guys are watching this, that's a really good, you should always be doing that because um, you can't rely on social media platforms. Um, they're very volatile. Um, hence, in this case, I lost my YouTube channel almost overnight. It did come back a little bit, but then that kind of right around that time, um, me and my fiance um, found out we were pregnant and, or she was pregnant and I was going to be a father. And I kind of made, took a long, hard look at myself and I just didn't want my legacy. The only thing to, for me to be known about was, you know, helping guys get laid by dressing better. And I was, I'm a big believer in skinny jeans. Um, 
hence the controversial things. I knew that they work well. Um, a lot of my videos are still on the internet today. So I never, I never deleted anything. I don't believe in that. Um, mm, so yeah. that whole chapter of my life is still there. Um, it still helps a lot of people. My, my channel did come back a little bit. It still gets like a hundred thousand to 200,000 views a month. Um, but that initial shadow band, whatever they want to call it, uh, really kind of hit me at a time where I needed to make a choice and I chose to step away from that. And I don't regret it one bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, <clears throat> you can tell you're very passionate in your videos as well, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe uh, you, you got to bring an energy to uh, content. Exactly and right. if, you're, if you're boring and monotone, you don't get as much views. <laughs> Well, um, before we get into the one big question, where do you see yourself in five years? Where's Ron going to be in five years? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I get, I mean, I'm still going to be creating content in some way, shape or form. Um, as long as like, what you're talking about is TikTok doesn't get banned. I see a heavily, heavy focus on short form content. Um, if I had to say I have like a superpower, if you will, I'm just very good at creating short form content. And for those watching that, I consider that content that's less than a minute. Uh, right now, I kind of really am heavily focused on short form content like we were talking about. Um, I'm a big believer in um, not so much TikTok, but where the 15 to 30 second revolution of content is going. So I definitely know that in the next five years, I'll be doing something along those lines. I hope to be helping a lot more people kind of kind of structure that and kind of make money from that. Because a lot of people on the internet right now don't really know how to monetize short content. And it's something that I'm kind of crafting a niche in, if you will. But in some way, shape, or form, I'll be creating content. I'll never stop creating videos for myself. Um, I'm sure I'll be using GoPros and making fun stuff with them. I'm sure I'll be making videos about making videos. So I can definitely see that. But bigger picture, I hope to be... Um, I, I don't really do much for one-off work anymore. It's more percentage-based. So yeah. I hope to to should be working with a lot more bigger companies and getting larger percentages of those businesses. Awesome. Well, no doubt I reckon you'll get there with time. Just keep working on it. <laughs> exactly. But, um, well, I reckon we get to the one big question. Let's do That's it. That's everyone's waiting for. <laughs> what is the biggest barrier or insecurity you've had to overcome and how did you overcome it? Ah, uh, see, biggest insecurity. Hmm. Well, I would, I would definitely say, I mean, when I first started YouTube as a fashion influencer, I didn't actually know I had too many insecurities, but like anything, when you start online, whatever insecurities um, you have will all be blasted across the internet to uh, yeah. kind of poke at you. And uh, so you don't, I like, it's hard to say, but I mean, one of my biggest insecurities starting out was the fact that my bottom teeth were, are messed up. My parents couldn't afford to get me braces. So um, I never got my, well, I never knew that I needed to get my teeth fixed until I started making YouTube videos. And what that was is um, when I would film with my camera, I knew I'd have a better jawline if I would tilt the camera down a little bit, but that was like a beeline for my teeth. And when you uh, start making videos about style and fashion and you're poking um, fun at and challenging uh, guys and how they look and dress, they tend to lash out back at you. So the tea thing, I probably have thousands, um, if not tens of thousands of comments on my old YouTube channel, all just tearing me apart from my bottom teeth. And that used to really get to me. Um, I even went to orthodontist to try to get it fixed. Um, and it turns out that I would have to have my jaw broken and reset. So I would have to, 
um, it would be a very large process and a very expensive process to get that taken care of. And quite frankly, it doesn't even matter. Nobody in real life has ever once said anything about my teeth to me in person. Um, it's just ignorant idiots on the internet. So um, once I kind of got over that and realized that, you know, it's not so much my problem as it is theirs, um, you just kind of develop some thick skin. And that's, I mean, the internet's a harsh place. So it, whatever insecurities, I mean, the best advice I can give somebody is you need to swallow your own insecurities and, and as they call it, eat the elephants. So um, once I knew that my teeth were what they were, I just, I started making videos about my teeth. I started, I, I even did products with teeth whitening companies and I got paid more because they knew that my videos would get more money because they knew that people wanted, were always paying attention to my teeth. So um, <laughs> I ended up profiting off of them in numerous ways in shape or form. Um, so, you know, yeah, they still bother me and there still probably will be a time where I just get them all fixed. Um, but as of right now, I, you just, I was forced to eat that elephant. So if it's, you know, if you're out there and you're like, I can't make videos because I have like a cleft palate or freckles around my eyes, or I have stretch marks on my face, whatever it may be, like just own that shit. Because at the end of the day, Nobody in real life will ever say anything to you. And if they do, most likely you're going to punch them in the mouth. So um, that's just not how the real life works. But on the internet, you know, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Frontcake7992 will say something about you. And you just have to know that they're, you know, they're very miserable and they're fat, overweight, sitting in a basement. And uh, they probably haven't been laid ever. So that's how i make that's how i deal with that um but yeah i mean the, the insecurities are you, you can't get away from them but just know everybody has them too um there's nobody there's no content creator there's nobody that's getting a lot of views that doesn't have as much insecurities um i don't care who they are the, the thing is is it's like working out um you know you have to have a muscle thick skin's a muscle it doesn't build overnight it builds over time and you just have to, it's like taking licks, you know, just know that, you know, everybody wants to go viral, but they don't know what's going to come with that virality. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've had a lot of videos. I mean, hell, even on TikTok right now, I mean, as I, comments are turned off are, are limited because I get attacked, you know, so it's just, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, it's engagement and social media platforms love engagement so whether they're hating on you or they love you you're still gonna get paid (laughs) exactly so i'm back on that would you be it'd be better off to um keep the comments going than to disable them isn't it just get that interaction Uh, i mean it's hit or miss i mean like once you hit a certain level, you can kind of turn, I mean, most of, I have comment filters turned on. Um, yeah. um, so like, you know, but, but you can't comment filter emojis. Uh, so <laughs> it's always interesting how certain, like that's the thing too. You can try, try to fight them, but if they want to make a comment, so like somebody will. Um, so uh, I mean, if it really bothers you, you know, filter the comments. YouTube has that. Instagram has that. TikTok has that. You can filter specific words. Um, so like I, once I started blowing up on TikTok, some of my, you know, I just started, I filtered teeth, dentist, orthodontist, like the main ones, but it's just, I, I mean, why not? You know, it's, you know, my, I get, you know, 
30, 40, 50, 100 comments a post, even without the hate. So it doesn't really matter to me too much anymore. Yeah. But, you know, on YouTube, you know, you can make the comment filters. But again, like some of them get through. Um, it's, you know, I guess you have to take mental health. Like if you don't have enough thick skin to, to handle it, then, I mean, you'll still see the comments though, even though they're filtered. So it doesn't help you any, it's just the public doesn't see it. Yeah. Um, so either way you have to develop that. Um, so uh, it, it's up to you. I mean, but if you're getting heavily attacked about something, you're just over it. Yeah. If I can put the comment filters on, <laughs> that's what they're there for. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, but yeah, it, but it's definitely, uh, you know, and just for an example, in one, like you can make a post on, on Instagram and in one post, somebody will call, like the post could be like two people will look at the same post. One person will call you overweight and one person will tell you that you look really good. Like there's no way to stop it. It's like Democrats and Republicans. They, they watch the same thing and both have different narratives. Like there's no you know, you can't control that. It's only control what you can control. And that's how you keep showing up. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care if a, a video of mine gets thousands of hate comments, I'm still going to make a video tomorrow and post it. Like it, yeah. that, that's, I think that's the skill that most people um, lack and that they don't, they don't have. And yeah, they don't sort of follow would. through or they get those negative comments and they sort of stop or they get off. When you start getting negative comments, yeah, when you start getting negative comments, you should triple down and do more. Yeah. Because that means you are doing something right. Yeah, I like that. Well, just how they're watching you, aren't they? So it's a, I guess you can view that as a positive there as well. Yep. I, I mean, but your biggest haters will be the ones that watch you the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's funny. It's, it's, it doesn't make any damn sense. Like, I've never left a negative comment on the internet in my life. I don't know. Like, you know, I, but I, some people I troll back, like, I, I don't know, I, I probably take things too far. Um, cause I know it's engagement. So I, especially on TikTok when I started, when I, if I get somebody that disagrees with me, I just, I just keep poking the bear, um, because they'll keep responding and TikTok will keep seeing that as engagement. <laughs> like, so it's, I, I'd prefer to use it to my, you know, and sometimes, you know, another thing is like, sometimes you get criticism that maybe you don't want to hear, but it's actually good advice. You know, it's just most people that are going to leave that type of advice on a random TikTok video, they're probably not going to say it in a way at which feels good. Um, so, you know, I do look at it with sometimes like, ah, man, is this guy right? Like, am I doing something wrong? Like, but again, I'm still going to make a video tomorrow regardless. Yeah. Like, so that's, I, that is, to me, that's more important than anything. And if people watching this or hearing this, if they can do that, like, and they can do that long enough, something on the internet will, like, your life will change in some way. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining the One Question Podcast. And um, I'm looking forward to the next content you're going to post. Awesome, man. I like it. There'll be some today, and then tomorrow, and then most likely the day after. <laughs> Thank you for doing it again, mate. Like, I really appreciate it.